0: Hi everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of the carousel project where we are all mentally fine. We're doing great. My <laughs> name is Josie <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Josie
1: Hi, I'm Kate Killebrew. I am fine. I'm doing great. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kate Killebrew.
2: And I'm Adam. You can find me on Instagram at Epcot Adam. And I am having the best week of my life. You all should be so <laughs> jealous.
0: <laughs> okay, everyone, what is your to kick off today's episode? or fun fact on a positive
1: going, note right now. Here we go. Let's get started on a
0: positive note. Today, we're going to kick off our episode with our <laughs> least favorite attraction ever on a positive note. Um, So my least favorite attraction ever, ever, ever is Mission Space in Epcot.
1: Oh, yeah. I knew that was coming.
0: I've been on it twice. It makes me feel super claustrophobic. When I went on it for the first time when I was 18 with my mom, she had a full-blown panic attack mid-ride. No, it was funny. It was hysterical. (laughs) Um, But it's just not my favorite ride. And it replaced Horizons, which I never got to go on, but I still love so... I get yeah, it. Mission Space is bottom of the metaphorical Disney barrel for me. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm gonna have to second that, but I also do not like. It's tough to be a bug. Oh, um, I love.
0: It's tough to be a bug. So, so
1: the cute. Mission Space aspect for me is a little tough because in 2003 when it came out, I was really excited about it, a new thrill attraction. But yeah, in the in the time that's passed, not a fan. It's Mm-mm. Tough to Be a Bug was never a fan. I'm not trying to get I stung love, by bees. It's Tough to Be a Bug. It's so fun. Anyway, it's fine. Come for me in the comments. It's fine. My
0: dad and I were talking about It's Tough to Be a Bug the other day because <laughs> he called me. There is no bigger fan of our podcast than Michael Maida. That's my dad. Aww. He loves the podcast. He took an eight-hour drive the other day and listened to all the episodes back-to-back, back, even though he had already listened to them. That is the but he was the cutest thing like, ever. He was like, why didn't you call me for the Muppets episode? Because I remember the 3D, 4D thing, and you should have called me. He was like, it wasn't ever really named 3D, but it looked like the Muppets did it, and and it's the same thing as Bugs Life. They were trying to do a whole 4D thing. Um, So it was just really cute. I love when he gives us feedback on our episodes. It is adorable. Um, But where was I going with this? Oh, it's tough to be a bug. He was comparing. (laughs) All of our brains are absolute mush. Today yep. is going to be a wild ride. Adam, <laughs> what is your least favorite attraction?
2: My least favorite attraction would have to be Rocket Rods because A, oh, the dang. ride completely sucked and B, it <laughs> took away the People Mover, and which has been gone for 20 something years now and it took away my one true love in this world. And it was open for about a year, and so all of that for one year was it worth and it? And who Disney? did that to us? Was it worth it,
1: Mikey? Was it
0: worth it? Was it, it, was wor- Mikey. Was it worth it? Was it worth it, Mikey?
2: Come on, God, I I, that
0: was, i have said nothing right today. I'm going to say that wasn't L, out of my L for mouth.
1: Mikey, and you know that that just goes to show you can't win them all.
0: We but don't like to talk about his L's here. We don't like we to know. really about don't, the L's. but so, every once in a while there was an L, so. <laughs> Glaring, and so. that's a
2: capital L. That is like <laughs> the biggest capital, like five thousand point font L. <laughs> Not me
1: forgetting about other theme parks. I was only thinking about Walt Disney World with this, but yeah, rocket rods. That's probably the biggest, the the worst. Wait, but did you
0: get to ride product. it?
1: No, I never experienced. I it, did, but I
0: uh, yeah. I was gonna say. I think it sounded like Adam had been on Oh yeah, yep.
2: I experienced. I it waited probably two mind. hours.
1: In I my hated, mind. That I hated
0: that much. Yep. <laughs> Oh, my anyway, God. So sorry. today, as all of our brains are mush, we're going to be talking about a really cool topic. Again, we try to find topics that we think you all have never heard of before, ones that really interest us. And today we're going to be talking about Pal Mickey, and I'm probably going to call him my Pal Mickey a million times. I'm I'm definitely going to screw up, but the correct nomenclature is Pal Mickey. So if you've heard about this, you know where to find us at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram. Leave some comments in the reviews, leave some comments in the comments, because we would love to hear about anyone who had one of these um, toys or remembers it, but we are going to dive in because this is such a fun topic, I think, in my personal opinion.
1: So I was really excited to do this topic because I remember this in the parks. I remember this toy in the parks. I really don't understand why my parents never let us get one. I think because there were three of us and they know they would have had to get three. They couldn't just get one. We would not share. But um, he was, he was quote, the talk of the park. That was his tagline. And it started in 2003. For anybody who doesn't know, My Pal Mickey is an interactive device that guests could carry around Walt Disney World that would kind of entertain them slash educate them slash you know everything while they were in the parks
0: it was like a it was like a walking parks guide yes. which I thought was really cool personal that not only guide. did it yeah it was so cool I love the little personal tour guide aspect that it had like up-to-date daily information
1: yeah So the first one came out in 2003, it was available for $50. Or for that first year, you could rent it for $8 a day. But you would have to put down a $50 deposit just because if somebody did not return it, that would cover the cost of it. Um, But after the first year, this was not available to, to do the rent anymore. I'm thinking it's just because it was so popular. So they knew people would just pay the money to buy it
0: yeah and so I thought this was really really cool so they had this first version was released in May of 2003 um and you could buy it only at Walt Disney World yeah did you guys see that yes only at Walt Disney World, so they sold, sold it in the World. parks. It looked like some of the resort gift shops had it. Um, what was called Downtown Disney at that time, now Disney Springs had it. Um, but it was only available at Walt Disney World, which at first I was like, that's weird. But then um, I thought about it, and when we talk more about the technology, I think it makes a lot of sense because this was not like, okay, we're just going to make a talking Mickey plush. Exactly. This was a huge, huge undertaking At the parks. Um, But what I thought was fun when I was doing my research was that this Talking Mickey was not the first Talking Mickey. Kate, did you see the Talking Mickey from the 80s? No, I didn't. (sighs) Okay. So there was a Talking Mickey back in the 1980s, and there was a Mickey Mouse and a goofy version. (gasps) And they worked using a cassette player and the cassette player would you would turn it on and the the uh, toy would move like its eyes and its mouth with the words coming out of the cassette player and it was cool because the mickey and the goofy i saw a video of the two where they were talking in sync oh. so it must have just been if you started wow. the cassette player at the same time it's not like it was really like mm-hmm. advanced technology where they were actually talking, talking together, to each yeah. other as we have some technology that does that today it definitely seemed like they had to just like start the cassette at the same time but they came with a book that they could talk along with the book via the cassette and it was really cute I will put in the show notes some videos to those and the commercials the commercials were super cute the kids and them were like Mickey's talking to me it was very very <laughs> cute um And I just thought it was fun to bring up because I saw it as we were looking up things for Pal Mickey. And, of course, like a talking stuffed animal, there's been millions of them throughout, like, toy history. But I just thought it was really cute because that one seemed really popular. And another thing that was really popular about it was it was made by Worlds of Wonder. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was weird that it was in, like so many of the advertisements that this was by worlds of wonder. Um, and I realized it was because worlds of wonder was the same toy maker that made Teddy Ruxpin, which was a Mm -hmm. supremely popular toy in the eighties. That is like, has like a cult following that toy. It was the inspiration for the movie Ted, like truly an iconic eighties toy. And it was the same toy maker that made the Mickey mouse and the goofy version, which, I thought it was really cool.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, when you started talking about that, I was going to say, you know, as as a child from the 80s, I had a Teddy Ruxpin, and it was (gasps) the coolest thing. Like, you know, back then when technology, you know, was so far from what it is today. Did it have a cassette player? Yeah. I think it was like in like... It, on like the back of the bear or maybe like yes in, in the butt of the bear but it was in somewhere <laughs> and you put the cassette in and then it's you know its eyes would move and its mouth would move and stuff but i i don't know why my parents would buy me that one instead of a mickey one like hello mom Pretty dad
0: rude what the heck <laughs> it looks like this one came out in 1986 1987 is when it was saying these were created and again it was yeah. a mickey and a goofy which i was very I surprised that they had the goofy movie. um yeah it's really cute again the the pictures the videos will be in the show notes, but it was really cute. And so I just thought that was cool. Like a super early version of this, I guess not super early. I was trying to find if there were any talking Mickey plushes before that, before the 80s. and it was hard to find just because when you look up Talking Mickey now there are millions in every store, you know, like a talking stuffed animal is just right. kind of like run of the mill at this point. Yeah, but back in the 80s it was it seemed like it was a really cool new concept. So I'm guessing that might have been one of the first, at least in the way it worked. But pal Mickey went way, 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 way beyond that and put the original 80s Talking Mickey totally to shame.
1: Yeah, and now that I think about that, I mean, if it came out in 86, 87, that was kind of during the beginning of the Michael Eisner era, so I could totally see him wanting, like seeing the Teddy whatever bear and being like, Ruxpin. we need a Disney version, Ruxpin, yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. Do you know Teddy Ruxpin, Ruxpin is? And what? I know I'm gonna get so much hate. I I know what it is. I just didn't want to say it wrong. Anyway, so um, I could see him totally being like, "They've got this this bear. We need a Disney version, but not just one. We'll get two. We'll have Mickey." I and want a Duffy. Teddy
0: Ruxpin Duffy bear.
1: Ooh, I would love that. <laughs> I Only want if a Duffy, it's Duffy version and
2: Friends though, because like, yes, can you imagine it, all and them. everyone oh, else?
1: Yes. I would lose it. I would lose. I it. I want all of them, please.
0: <laughs> so yeah, over, it was please. <laughs> I wonder what their voices would sound like. So yes, this Mickey that we're going back now to May of 2003 the 1.0 version of pal mickey is released at Walt Disney World Resort only like Kate said you could purchase it outright for $50 or pay $8 a day to rent it and then you know you paid the $50 deposit which is kind of crazy but i guess it was a more expensive purchase $50 in the early 2000s for yeah. a stuffed animal probably was a little steep adam can you look at the price conversion of $50 from 2003 yeah, that would be great. to
1: now while he gets that, I was just gonna talk a little bit about the original idea behind the Pal Mickey that do it that, that we had. Um, so I found like an interview from the Imagineer, um, behind it, Eddie Sado. Um, yes, yes. So he explained that the original idea for this was actually a genie themed toy, like genie from Aladdin, um, and what? it was gonna be a backpack. That you would wear around the park and the eyes would move and he would talk to you. And the idea was just supposed to be like giving you information based on which park you were in. Sounds familiar, right? So um, they did a demo, but they found that the backpack didn't really make sense because you couldn't see the eye movement if it's on your back. Like only your family and stuff could see it was interacting. Plus, <laughs> it wasn't like, for you.
0: It was for everyone else. You are just carrying yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you're just carrying this information. <laughs> you're just the pack tool. rat. And, um, oh, wait, Adam's got, Adam's got an answer, so.
2: So $50 in 2003 is worth $73.83 today. So almost 25 okay. bucks more. So. With yeah it's expensive. approaching
1: a hundred dollars yeah seriously okay dollars yeah all right so you know this was
0: a little bit of an investment but it was cool as heck okay so go on i think imagine your eddie soto or i don't know how you pronounce his so name but i
1: so i was wanting to say soto but it's spelled s-o-t-t-o so i'm like yeah. soto motto like so if i'm mispronouncing oh. it i'm sorry if it's supposed to be yeah, eddie soto sorry, eddie, i apologize eddie If anyone Um, in his family is listening, please let us know how to pronounce this. Yes, (laughs) thank you so much. Um, So, anyway, they did the demo. They realized this also really wouldn't make sense on rides because with this kind of, like, you know, animatronic type feature on a backpack getting, you know, slammed onto Space Mountain or something like that on the outside of it, you know, it just wasn't – it didn't make a lot of sense. So – Um, then they ended up wanting to do like a smaller, like beanie baby type situation, like a wristlet, if you will, something you could wear. So it'd be a little bit more compact. They, they figured that really wouldn't work, especially because of like the whole hearing mechanism. Maybe they thought it wouldn't have been loud enough or, or too loud, the opposite. But anyway... Before they came to the idea of Mickey, they wanted to do a Simba version of this. I did
0: see that. Yeah, I yes. saw that. He said something about it being like fuzzier and cuter, which yes. would have been so Simba would have been so random. But I guess, but I, I don't think,
1: know. yeah, I guess it's just because it was still a hot character at the time. But I think what the, what made them finally decide on Mickey was like. It would make a lot more sense for Mickey to be, you know, showing you around the parks and telling you facts around yeah. the parks. So Mickey
0: is perfect. He's classic. The go-to. Amazing. Right. And
2: especially because you can find, like, you know, the meet and greets. you can find a version of Mickey in every single park. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not mm-hmm. finding Simba in every single park.
1: Yeah. No. So... So basically where Mickey would like vibrate and laugh if he was going to tell you something that was going on.
0: I thought that was so cool. So I I guess I think this is a good time to explain a little bit how it worked. Mm -hmm. So they installed over 400 infrared sensors around all of the parks. So think about how much work that must have been to install these sensors. Like this was not just, okay, we're going to come out with a talking toy. This was totally interactive so when you had the toy at home and you were again not at the parks it would tell you like little jokes cute like children's jokes mostly Disney themed and then it had yes little games um so super cute. But then when you were in the parks, it was fully immersive to to the parks. And it would interact with these 400 sensors around all the different parks to tell you facts about where you were. And we have a video that's I'm, we can put in the show notes. It was from Mickey on Main Street, USA. And it was a family using him. Um, And he was saying it was very cute, like way mm-hmm. better than I thought. He was yeah. like, do you see those windows up there? Those are people who helped to create the park. Can you believe there's no window for me? Well, I guess there's a whole toontown for me. Forget I even said that, pal. <laughs> like, it was so cute. He was. It was very cute. It wasn't just spouting facts. Like, there was a lot yeah. of personality and storytelling there. Um, I read somewhere, and I'm trying to find it in my notes, that there mm-hmm. were over 700 pre-recorded um, wow. phase- <laughs> phrases. Gosh, what is yeah. wrong with me today? I have said so many words wrong. (laughs) I am so sorry to all of our listeners. 700 pre-recorded phrases, not phases.
2: I think we might need 700 pre-recorded phrases at at this point.
0: (laughs) I I do. I do. Um, So it would give information about the location you were in, and it even knew not to repeat information. Yes, so that's what if I thought was the coolest in, thing. Yeah, like if you were in Tomorrowland, he wouldn't just keep buzzing with the same information over and over and over about Tomorrowland. So Kate, go on. You're walking with him through the park. He has something he wants to tell you. What does he do? So,
1: so if he has something, so a great example was haunted mansion. You're outside of haunted mansion. He would start kind of vibrating, which people took as him kind of shuddering because he was scared outside of the haunted mansion. But he <laughs> would do that. He would do that for um, any of the various touch points of attractions or um, or sites, and he would giggle and vibrate, and you would press his hand or press his stomach, and he would then tell you something about the attraction. And then when you weren't around any of those, uh, you know, sensor points. If you just prompted him by touching his hand or his stomach he may tell you when the next parade is what time that was for um he could usually tell you um shorter ride times if you were in the area of of a ride that that was one of the things about it like he could tell you shorter ride times but you had to be near the attraction so it wasn't like if you were by space mountain he would say you know splash mountain's got a short wait time you know he couldn't do that but um it was i was really impressed to to know he had that kind of technology and In the early 2000s um like you said the over 700 phrases it's and he was he was
0: able to tell people the times for meet and greets for parades so there must have been yeah so there must have been something where they were updating some kind of data to those infrared sensors daily weekly Mm -hmm. that would give up-to-date information about the park which i thought was really really cool
1: Yes. Um, and I was just going to cover a few of the toy dimensions really quick. He's like basically a 10, 10 and inch plush toy. He required, um, three AAA batteries. He would come with demo mode with the batteries already. Now in demo mode in the, if you're in the stores, you could press his hand and he would be saying like some pre-recorded phrasing, but he wasn't using the, um, the technology in demo mode, like location technology. He didn't start using that until you took him off a demo mode. But I thought that was cool too, because they gave you the chance to actually like use him. And he'd give a few examples of sample things he would say if you purchased him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he had three sensors, squeeze sensors, one in each hand and then one on his belly. And then the receiver, the infrared receiver was in his nose. So if you look at this, my pal Mickey, Uh, plush, you'll notice that his nose is very defined compared to the rest of his face. And that's because that's where the receiver was for all the technology. That's so cute. I know. So he had a loop on his on the back of his head. So he could either be like clipped on or put on a lanyard, easy to transport, easy to keep out while you're in the parks. And then like Josie said, he was programmed with over 700 pre-recorded phrases. And he was available in all four parks at down downtown Disney now Disney Springs and some of the hotel gift shops.
0: And I have pictures up of the boxes. So the back look yeah. this looks like it was the back of the box. The design is very cute. It said mm-hmm. "Pal around with me in all four parks for tips, facts, fun and games. Um, so fun facts about the parks. It's kind of hard to read because it's like a really blurry yeah. old picture. Helpful hints for park fun, show times, reminders, and character locations. Fun games keep you laughing with jokes and games. Test your park knowledge. Let me show you around. That's not all. Take Mickey home for even more jokes, games, and facts. Um, so that was like the back of the box. The packaging was very cute. I found an ad as well. Um, yeah. and it says get to know pal mickey your interactive theme park tour guide this talking huggable little toy is stuffed with more than you'd expect he's packed full of disney information and isn't shy about sharing it pal mickey (laughs) lets you in on insider tips and even provides fun facts plays games tells jokes and more with pal mickey you'll experience the park like never before just look for the pal mickey icon on the map so there was a little pal mickey icon Which kind of was confusing me looking at this ad because I'm like, okay, is that notating the places where he talks because that would be a lot or is it notating where you could buy him? Because when we do a map deep dive, it would be cool to look at a map from 2003 to see if we can see those little, inner like the little pal Mickey icons and if we can see if there are ads in the map because we looked online, but I didn't see anything. I will
1: say, and I was in like some Reddit threads and stuff and forums and I was reading people comments about their experiences with my pal mickey and someone was saying in epcot alone my pal mickey was vibrating slash laughing 30 to 40 times around that park because he had a fact for every single country in world showcase yeah he had so i would i i'd love to look at the map and see but i would assume it's probably all the places that he was supposed to buy him and i get
0: well, oh you I would assume i I would assume the opposite because there were 400 spots around four parks. That's about Uh, 100 per park. So 100 locations on a map I feel like would be like a ton. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like it was supposed to be like a surprise where he went off. So I'm guessing that it was where you could buy Well, the
1: only reason I would say that is because like I watched a video from Animal Kingdom and one of the spots where he would go off was like the tree over by Yak and Yeti that has all of the like... ribbons hanging from it and he talked about that so i'm and i know another spot was um remember that little waterfall we found when we were in animal kingdom a few days ago like a few weeks ago like right before you get into the main part of the park like he was telling people to look for uh, hidden waterfall right in this and that's area true. people
0: people so, might want to know like okay where do I like take that. him I don't want to miss anything that's what I was but thinking
1: I thought maybe as so like cute. a marketing standpoint they may have had a lot of people come into guest relations and say I don't even know where I should be you know looking for the prompts like oh I but it the seems like he went you know? off
0: a lot no like, I was
1: I agree I agree it seems
0: like he went off a lot and did you see his clothes
1: yes I was gonna say we need to get so to his clothes we need to get cute. to the games that he had that he well was programmed with
0: yes yeah. and then we also need to talk about 2.0 oh
1: yeah we're talking about 2.0 we're talking about 3.0 yeah 3.0 well what? dang well they call him 3.0 the third version um none of his technology changed. well we can get into that now do we want to talk I,
0: about i and 3.0? am mickey 3.0 <laughs> i am pal mickey 3.0 <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cover it.
0: Um, let's, so let's the clothes jump. were adorable. The original Mickey, the original Pal Mickey came with just exactly what you'd expect. Mickey's mm-hmm. classic red shorts, yellow shoes. Um, but you could buy Pal Mickey clothes. And in the picture I saw, I see a safari outfit, which is adorable. I see a pirate's outfit. But then my favorite is the iconic yellow yes. poncho that had Mickey on it, mm-hmm. had Walt Disney World, some little rain booties. It is so so
1: being somebody who grew up remembering seeing a my pal mickey in the park the only version i remember seeing in a box was the classic mickey outfit we'll talk about it but the two future versions they have different outfits that they started out with but i do vividly remember seeing people have theirs in the rain costume out of all of them so but one of the other fun costumes um we said rainwear. We said safari. They had two more. The pin trading, that one I thought was so oh, fun that because is so
0: cute. He had Cause... a
1: pin trading backpack, and if you <laughs> unzipped it, there were like it looked like there were four pins in his backpack. Like it was so cute. They were little fake pins, that and is then adorable. um he they had a Mickey Mouse Club costume. And then a, a little oh. so these all came out in 2006. So like 3 years in was when they brought the costumes out. And then for holiday time, they did the pirate captain outfit and then the Santa Mickey outfit, which apparently the Santa Mickey outfit was very popular. Um those sold for $12. The other four outfits sold for $10 each.
0: I want one so bad. Um, And so they were selling, they started selling this in May of 2003. Yeah. And then in uh, around, so I saw a couple different dates for the release, and I'm sure there's not a lot of documentation of the exact release of Pal Mickey 2.0. Yeah. Um. I saw that he came out for a push with The Happiest Celebration on Earth, which started May 5th, 2005.
1: So a fun fact about May 5th, 2005, that is also the day that Sorin opened at Walt Disney World. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, The Happiest Celebration on Earth, we're definitely going to have to do another episode. For those of you who don't know, it is the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, Mm -hmm. but it was celebrated in parks all around the world. Every single Disney park around the world celebrated, which is really fun fun to think about as we're going into the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World but it was celebrated in all the parks around the world and it's so funny because when I saw the castle when I was looking up happiest celebration on earth Cinderella Castle had that that's my favorite that beautiful medallion they put on it for the happiest celebration on earth was really really pretty and so they started selling version 2.0 for the happiest celebration on earth and the outfit that he came with that was like you know attached to his body had some like gold like it looks like he was wearing like a little Suit with yeah, like some like a little tuxedo yeah a little a little back of it. Yeah and he had like little gold buttons and it was very cute.
1: He also had a little medallion in his hand that was sewn into his hand for that version, um, I guess for the happiest celebration on earth. But this version was $65 instead of 50 which for me I was like wow that's pretty have like $15 more for him why but they they did a few things they and they enhanced him they added the velcro it came with a clip and a lanyard instead of just like you could add a clip or a lanyard that came with it and then it had a louder speaker it started singing Disney songs and I believe this is when they added the trivia element Um, was the second version, like more of the trivia. Oh, that's so cute. So for $15 more, I would say very worth the upgraded price. Yes.
0: And he had on a cute little outfit. Yeah. And he was celebrating an anniversary.
1: Come on. Yeah, so the final version, um, they call it Pal Mickey 3.0, but really nothing changed other than his outfit. Um, This is the Sorcerer Mickey version. He was dressed in a removable Sorcerer Mickey costume. It had the hat and all. um, And the important thing is, is that the outfit was removable because they would ultimately be bringing all those costume options. So people... This was introduced in September 2006. We saw the costumes come out in 2006 as well. So it it kind of makes sense. This is also apparently when they added the Spanish version. Oh, that late? That's what that's what I found in my notes. But
2: do we think that this is where Pixar got the inspiration for Spanish mode on Buzz in Toy Story 3?
1: <laughs> Maybe. All right, so we're going to talk about the games. Okay, so the original Pal Mickey came with three games. The games were That Isn't Here, Mickey Says, and Fast Friends. So That Isn't Here was a game where Pal Mickey would choose a theme park and would name park attractions. The player would squeeze the toy's hand or tummy depending on if it was in the chosen park or not. So you know, if he was in MGM Studios, he would, you know, name, name attractions. And if it wasn't in the park, you would, you would notify him that you knew that. What I thought was cool, though, is that depending on where you were, i.e. if you were in one of the four parks, he would automatically choose the park you were in. But if you were out of um, if you were out of the parks, like at home, he would just randomly choose one of the four parks to, to play the game with. So, so I thought smart. that was cool.
2: This technology seems so advanced for something that was like 18 right? years ago. Like that's I know. crazy.
1: Yeah. So then they have Mickey says, basically think Simon says, but with Mickey, he would just tell you, tell you things to do.
0: Taking orders from a plush doll.
1: Yes. <laughs> so then they had fast friends. And this was all about Disney characters. So he would say a Disney character, and the player would respond based on, like, what he said. So if he said, like, squeeze my right hand if it's a character who flies. So if he would have said Tinkerbell, Genie, whatever, like, you would squeeze his right hand if that character flew or not. What I thought was cool about this concept was that, you know, in addition to giving you trivia whenever you reach an attraction or you reach a point in the park, in addition to giving you like ride times and all this stuff, this was also a way to entertain your kids in line. For $50 one time, you had all of this in one. And I mean, he had, like y'all said, 700 pre-recorded phrases, tons of stuff. He would tell you jokes, if you prompted him like it was just crazy so there were three more games that were added with the 2.0 version Probably why he was fifteen dollars more expensive. The first game was Follow Me. This was another Simon Says game, but it sounds like he would add additional commands to each sequence. So maybe like a more advanced version of Simon Says, a more
0: advanced command.
1: <laughs> and then, um, and then they had Try and Keep Up, and this is when they would react to the Pal Mickey's directions quickly. I guess if he would like tell them to do something, he they they'd have to react, kind of. I would think kind of like a Bop It type situation, like Bop It, yeah, Pull it. exactly. <laughs> and then re- the last the last game was repeating myself, which the Pal Mickey would speak names of characters, and you would squeeze his stomach if he repeated a character's name, and so he was kind of testing you lot. to see if you were paying this attention. This can do
0: a lot of yeah. stuff.
1: So all that games could be accessed if you squeezed his tummy and his right hand at the same time. So that's how he would know you were like in game mode. What the heck?
0: yeah this is intense so this is really intense and when you guys see this picture like you have to look up this mickey he's so i thought it was going to be bigger like a teddy ruxpin but it's not that big at all no yeah because teddy ruxpin was like yeah uh, a pretty decent size, and the original talking the original talking mickey was pretty decently sized as well so this guy was tiny and he was out here telling you what to do
1: so from like a research and development standpoint, one thing that I thought was kind of cool about this, whether people realized it or not, was that similar to the eventual RFID technology that we use for like magic bands this was a great way for Disney to be able to track guest progress through the parks and their experience. So the thing is, they couldn't specifically track a Pal Mickey. They couldn't be like, this is the Fickle family's Pal Mickey. This is the Maida family's Pal Mickey. But they could see, oh, the Pal Mickey no, is No Pal going. Mickey
0: for the Hirsch family. Sorry,
1: yeah. Adam. Nope, nope. Well, oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> the Hirsch family. So I, I didn't
2: go to Disney World until 2011. So this was, you know, long gone by then.
1: So the toy could roughly track location through the transmitters but it wasn't like invasive of like they knew that the meta family liked to eat at cosmic rays and whatever else it was just like it was just like oh i see they went this way around the hub or they didn't even touch any of these attractions that the the pal mickey only went these places so it was kind of cool because it provided great information for what would be said to be their main target audience, especially for a youth base, like, oh, families with kids aren't even doing these attractions. So I thought that was kind of cool and probably helped them to jump, you know, with two feet into the... My Disney Experience, Magic Band, all that kind of technology. I feel like Pal Mickey walked so My Disney Experience and Magic Bands (laughs) could run. That's just Honestly, which is crazy
0: that it was a toy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but you you have to think. I mean, Eddie and the team that worked on this, they really had the right mindset. You know, parents are looking to buy their kids toys anyway. They were really showing a value with having the ability to do all these extra features, entertain your kids in line, teach you fun facts tell you jokes, things like that. It's it's just it's such a cool concept. I really wish it still existed today. I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes like, oh we can do all of that from the app on our phone, but we have to think there were not smartphones like like we have today back then. I think texting was still really new back then. It had to be really new because Katrina yeah. was in 2005 and my mom got her first text message because of Katrina. So yeah, 2003, pre-Katrina.
2: Oh yeah, the, the phones back then, like my first cell phone <laughs> in like high school around then was like, if you wanted to hit, like, you know, you'd have to press, if you wanted to type a C, you would have to hit two, three times, Yeah. you know, go to scroll through A, B, C. <laughs> so to type, you know, one sentence, it takes you a minute
0: yeah i do not miss those days like do you oh my gosh my little flip my little flip phone like beep beep, mm. beep 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 like if you wanted to type like a w you'd have to hit the oh gosh i do not miss it
1: Well, I just remember being a kid in the parks and seeing this toy and being like, how could it possibly know where we are? How could it tell, you know, like, it's got to run out of information. It's probably on a loop, you know, whatever. And that's probably because I saw it on demo mode in one of the stores and it only said like four or five things. But it's really, it was really cool to research this and see how much it really could do. And of course, these stopped being sold in the parks in 2008. But up until um, September 27th, 2014, guests could still bring their MyPal Mickey and use all the interactive technology um, within, like, it, it would still pick up from the transmitters. I guess at that point, they abandoned the transmitters because they had magic bands, the RFID software with that, the app, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: yeah. And that's my pal Mickey. That's pal Mickey. Not my pal. Everyone's pal Mickey.
1: I feel like the thing closest to this now, me not being in the toy market at all as a 28-year-old, I feel like the closest thing that they offer to this right now would be, like, the Play Disney Parks app because they have, like, Disney trivia questions, playlists, games, things like that. So, again, phones, everybody's got a phone now, like a smartphone, iPhone, whatever tablet that i guess that's that's the new version but i i don't know i wish my parents would have would have gotten me a palette. i Mickey. wish too because
0: i know you would have kept that shit in pristine oh, yeah. condition
1: <laughs> i would have and now we're now we're having to look into buying one on ebay and 18 years of of living you know you don't know
2: also don't are know. we allowed to say shit on this podcast
1: it's our podcast we can, we can and we, whatever we want yeah <laughs> 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 i can and i will <laughs> I, I think we started all that because she said hard ass on an episode like a few did i say yeah last ass? season i'm pretty sure you it did. probably was me cursing first you were like you were like are you were like are we gonna curse on this and then you're like oh we are it's our podcast so <laughs> yes so anyways I can do whatever
0: i want yeah on our podcast within reason. But you know what I mean. So Usually are we all no.
1: buying are we all buying Pal Mickeys, or are we investing they... in one Pal Mickey and the outfits since the outfits are so pricey apparently?
0: Yeah, the outfits are more than high you can markup. Get an outfit you can get the actual Pal Mickey for cheaper than one of the outfits.
1: <laughs> oh wait, I did have a story I wanted to tell you all about that I read about. This is random. I need to hear it. Okay, so I was looking online trying to find more about my about Pal Mickey, not my Pal Mickey. Pal Mickey, someone took their Pal Mickey and they changed the software and turned it basically into a remote control for their TV. So what? No way. Yes. So they took. I feel like
0: I feel like the Pal Mickey could do a lot more than a remote, but okay.
1: Well, I guess what I mean by that is like so basically the right and the left hand each worked the volume like the volume up for the volume down and then the stomach press was changing the channel and what they were saying is if it had more than three touch points it could do a lot more like it would offer like power off power on whatever but since it just has the three touch points that's really the only three ways to control anything with it but I was like how crazy for someone to have this My Pal Mickey, you know that they can't use it in the parks anymore. And they're like, I know. I'll use it every day when I watch TV. And that's what they did. And they said it goes through a ton of batteries because it only has the three buttons. So you have to constantly turn the volume up <laughs> and down. <pressing>. And, yeah. <laughs>
0: so. that's I want to turn it into, I bet there's someone out there who can turn it into like your magic band
1: have you guys seen on tiktok people like i keep seeing this person that makes like these custom looking magic band touch points and i'm like what yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: at their house what do you yeah oh yeah exactly it's just to show off
1: yeah just to show off (laughs) um so I guess that's my pal Mickey. We'll have to. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. We'll have to. (laughs) It's actually, and
0: Kate again, it's pal Mickey. He's not just your pal. I'm doing it again.
1: I blame Disney dish because Jim Hill kept calling him my pal Mickey. So that's why I was like, yeah, my pal Mickey sounds good. So
0: anyway, Uh, my pal Mickey does sound cuter than pal Mickey. See yeah, maybe sweet. that's just because I've heard you. Like we've always referred we've always referred to it, in our referred to it as, my as, as my pal Mickey. But I think this was cool. I think it was really cute how they looped it into the anniversary, and I think yeah. it definitely was something that it was cool to see just the little ways that this was advertised around the park just to kind of enhance the experience for for guests.
1: Yeah, I I will say I. think... I think the main reason I regret not getting one is the trivia. Like you said, I watched the video of the Main Street windows and some of the other stuff. And like you like you said, it was a lot more to it than him just saying, those windows have people's names on them. Like he was yeah. with the personality. I would have loved that.
0: Yeah, your parents totally should have bought. you I one. know.
1: I think it's because there were three <laughs> of us. I really think that's why they didn't get get it.
0: <laughs> they should have at least got one for Kevin. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's true. I honestly. still. I, I
2: blame Madre, and I'm gonna have a word with her. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Madre. Having
1: a word. <laughs> so. So that's it. That's, that's it. That's
0: Pal Mickey. Thank you so much for listening to our little podcast. If you have suggestions, if you have feedback, if you want to talk to us about your Pal Mickey. Please reach out to us. You can find us on at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram.
1: And, as usual, if you enjoyed this episode or one of our other episodes, please share the podcast with somebody who you think would enjoy our content. And, if you want, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review with words, Um, not just the star rating. If you don't mind, we would really appreciate it. That's just the best way to let Apple know our podcast exists so other Disney fans can find it.
0: And it helps to boost our mental health and egos. So thank you for that. We're doing great. This is the best week ever. Yeah, Adam, I thought it was the best week of your life. Yeah.
2: Shit. Continuity error. (laughs) All
0: right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Love you.
1: Bye.